0: Welcome everyone to the Freakin' Awesome Podcast. This is episode 30. Yeah, man. (laughs) Let's kill that bass head. right, let's do this. I'm on the air, we on the air, we got this pockets flow. It's me and Tony on the mics, we gotta let you know. Of current events, little gaming, sprinkling some entertainment. We stay humble, but our moms still think we're famous. Turn up the bass and baby, maybe let that magic flow. Our spoken word is all the things you really want to know. Having a good time on the show, t and Matty G. Tune in and hit subscribe and join us on the FAP. Welcome back everyone to the Freaking Awesome Podcast. I'm your host Anthony Bowes and sitting across from me is still an empty chair. But Matty G is on the mend and uh, fingers crossed he should be back next week. Uh, It turned out that that growth uh, was just his penis. So uh, the doctors have released him. Uh, I'm just kidding. He actually went in for for knee surgery. Uh, Today's guest is another unsung hero of the television and film industry having played integral parts in the high-octane movies such as The Bourne Ultimatum, Hunger Games, and Insurgent, to a man taking hits for others in and on shows such as DC's Swamp Thing, Sleepy Hollow, and The Vampire Diaries. Ladies and gentlemen, stuntman Dino Muccio. Dino, welcome to the show. Hello. How are you? Good. How, you. Are you? how
1: are you? Excellent. Well. I
0: really appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we're going to just jump right on into the news, and uh, we've actually got uh, one that's maybe right up your alley. Before I start, wow. Okay. Uh, is the world flat or, or round to you?
1: Is the world what?
0: Flat or round? Round. Round, good. So today's article, Daredevil Mad Mike Hughes dies while attempting to launch a homemade rocket.
1: Uh,
0: yeah. so stealth-styled um, Daredevil Mike Hughes had died after crashing his homemade rocket balloon into a California desert while supposedly trying to prove the Earth is flat. It's not. Nevertheless, uh, Hughes died chasing proof of the viral conspiracy theory that he championed for years. Uh, The 64-year-old was the lone occupant of a steam-powered rocket that blasted off from the desert near Barstow, California, on uh, Saturday afternoon in a failed effort to fly high enough to prove the world was flat. Hughes eventually hoped that the, to develop a rocket that would launch him 62 miles into the air where the Earth's atmosphere meets outer space, uh, according to Discovery Channel. Uh, he was scheduled to launch his homemade rocket for the new science channel in a series called Homemade Astronauts, which was being filmed uh, for a future production. Uh, Stakes and Hughes meant for this launch to be a stepping stone to the creation of what they called their Raccoon, a combination of a rocket and a balloon. The raccoon would work by means of a balloon, taking the rocket fairly high up into the air, about 20 to 25 miles, where it would disconnect from the rocket, uh, which would then soar into the Kármán line, or the line signifying the beginning of space. Stakes told Space.com in an interview. Uh, The passenger, who was to be Hughes, would then return to Earth via the help of a parachute. Now, if you see this video... Um, which is out. You can find it everywhere on the net. The, The rocket launches off, and in the moment of it leaving the support, what looks like the parachute tears free from the rocket. It's like instantly you know on launch this isn't good. And then you see it off in the distance, and it comes crashing down. Now... I know there's a lot of jokes out there where people are saying well that that's a flat earth flat earth theorist for you uh you're never gonna find the earth as flat as when you're crashing into it um now, <laughs> whether or not that was actually true uh he was a huge uh advocate for the flat earth theory um but uh, conversations with with stakes, his partner uh said that it actually had nothing to do with the rocket so um Stunt man. I mean, I grew up, uh, you know, watching uh, Super Dave Osborne and all the funny and comical stunts. Um, this this man was a daredevil. Uh, from from a stunt man's point of view, uh, what do you think? You know.
1: Um. Well, uh, you know, first I think you know most of us know there's a difference between a stunt man and a daredevil. Daredevil takes risks that probably a stunt man wouldn't take mm-hmm. we map it all out and and whatnot um so i don't know the logistics of how he set up his little stunt there or yeah but, um, and, and it was
0: a steam-powered a, rocket it wasn't even like a jet-fueled rocket <laughs>
1: <laughs> right is that what it says steam-powered it was a
0: steam-powered rocket
1: very interesting okay
0: yeah, yeah. I, I don't even know how you would get into the atmosphere out of the atmosphere with with a steam powered rocket, but
1: uh on the on the way down was he able to record something and say it is flat
0: <laughs> right no there there was there was no uh recording, and in fact he didn't get even high enough to to take uh, any pictures
1: apparently <laughs> so we, we have no proof now. there's
0: no proof i know um so these are one of those well, things that I always feel it's like a bit of a risky thing, right? Because, I, I mean, a person's death is never yeah. a funny matter. But in this particular no. case, um, every time a stuntman performs a stunt, uh, th- especially getting into a rocket, because apparently he's done this this rocket thing on, on multiple occasions, he knows it's a 50-50 chance that he will walk away or, or he's going to die in that thing. Um, his family said he went out doing what he loves the most. So uh, I, I say kudos. Yeah. You know, it, it, he. Yeah, for sure. Right, um, but uh, I, I can't help but find the humor in in the flat Earth theory on that one. So yeah,
1: that, I did. I didn't know about that. I just thought that he was a daredevil just trying a new, um, a new stunt. Um, <laughs> I didn't know there was a meaning behind it other than just doing something somebody else hasn't hasn't done before. Yeah. Um yeah, it is tragic that, you know, the accident happened and what happened to him. But um um I, I hate knowing that, but um, I also hate knowing that, that the earth is not you know, round <laughs> round or not, or not knowing that it's round. <laughs> so, Maybe it's a good thing know, he didn't was, get uh, photographs on that. <laughs>
0: Everything we've known yeah. from childhood is a lie. <laughs>
1: Right, exactly. Right. But, yeah, I mean, that's gaining momentum, huh? The flat earth
0: thing? Yeah, yeah. I I don't, you know, I I don't really get involved into a lot of political things on on many cases, but I don't understand how they explain gravity if the world was flat. Right. Right? (laughs) I mean, there's a reason it spins. There's a reason why we stay on it. Right,
1: exactly. And he sure experienced gravity. And probably but, a lot of uh, spinning,
0: too. Oh
1: <laughs> uh, Yeah, I mean, exactly. When we do falls and we have to hit the ground, it's like, well, obviously the area we hit is flat, but I would never think the earth is flat just because I'm hitting a flat part of it. <laughs> but, um, uh, yeah, interesting.
0: And I, I'm sure you're very well aware of, of gravity as well. So
1: <laughs> Yeah. yeah.
0: Right. All, the, all the calculations you guys have to do to, to perform something uh, and, and to do it in a very safe manner.
1: For sure, and it's like uh, when you get to my age now, and you and you're working with gravity, like like we have to. I don't know what it is, but it just hurts a lot more. Yeah, ground at 50 is different than hitting the ground at 20.
0: <laughs> I was going to say there's at, at at anybody in the in their life when they get up and say, oh, I'm not I'm not the young man I used to be. A stuntman is the person who would probably think that the most, but probably not ver- vocal, ver- vocalize it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You just keep on plugging, right?
1: Yeah. (laughs) Just keep on hustling for the work and get it. And, you know, I was working on uh, the TV show, The Resident, a couple of years ago, and I had to do a simple fall. And it's a panic scene where everybody's scrambling and we got to hit the ground. We're knocking into each other because it's like a stampede. And and, uh, I was keeping up with those younger guys just, just fine. And I was all proud of myself. And then, towards the end of the day they wanted to see a stunt guy take out a like a table that was under like a a tent and it had pizza boxes and whatnot on it yeah and you know in the panic i had to run and and just crash into that and flip it over and and uh i uh i got hung up on it a little bit and it dumped me shoulder first into the brown i had a grade three separation (laughs) (laughs) wow uh, yeah and it's like well a, I wasn't in a rocket, but, right. you know. Sweet
0: irony on that, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. exactly.
1: <laughs> All right. We're going to get become into... aware of it, you
0: know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah. All right. So the next article, and this one, so this one for our listeners is a little bit more risky, but I got to tell you, it boggled my mind that someone even put research into this. The title states, the blowjob paper. Scientists processed 109 hours of oral sex to develop a perfect AI machine that sucks dick. (laughs) So the article reads that um, the Autoblow AI was a sex toy made for penis-possessing individuals consisting of a rubber sleeve and a motorized housing uh, inside a canister that aims to simulate oral sex. Uh, it launched uh, its uh, Indiegogo campaign uh, last week, and it quickly hit its goal of $50,000. It's the biggest advertised advantage over the original model from the 2014, the Autoblow 2. Uh, it's a machine that learns uh, an algorithm that continually changes technique in order to pleasure the user in a new and exciting way. Uh, instead of a repetitive mechanical motion, this AI promises to replicate the nuanced and unpredictable motions of a real human blowjob. Uh, in order to do this, the company asked a team of six um, people to watch and uh, annotate 109 hours of porn and hired a machine uh, learning engineers to create a model to take all that data and translate it into what the toy does. Uh, the entire process took three years. Instead of repetitive mechanical motions, the AI promises to to replicate in a very unpredictable way. Uh, the creator, Brian Sloane, said he paid thirty thousand uh, dollars, but for all the beautiful calculations and data collected uh, methods in the research, it holds one conspicuously missing thing in the paper, and that's the name of all the authors or the scientists who worked on the paper. Um, there's no names on the papers, no, uh, research ter- teams to credit, uh, as it turned out that none of them actually wanted to sign the paper due to other clients, uh, potentially dropping them. So, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> first Sorry, of all,
1: man, I'm just laughing at you. I don't know. Right. So yeah,
0: there, there's a few things I got to talk about in this article. <laughs> um, yeah so so uh let we we can all agree the sex industry is probably one of the uh most fortuitous businesses from probably the the beginning of time um however this this person has invested thirty thousand dollars he had eight scientists sign off on on doing this, but none of them want to actually issue their name and and he clearly told them he was making a <laughs> sex toy um so, so I I do question if the science is legit, uh, if they don't want to actually sign off on it. Uh, but but I do understand the you know the anonymity of uh, of maybe not being uh, part of certain projects. But the. The, I think the best part I loved about this is because he was looking for th- funding on Indiegogo. The fact that he hit his goal of fifty thousand dollars so quickly I know. shows that there is yeah. a lot of people who want this thing.
1: I know. I have to rethink my my short film and everything I'm trying to do with that and raising the money for that. Right.
0: <laughs> Apparently, if you it promise not- that people are going to get dick sucking machines, <laughs> there's a good I- I chance you'll so, get funded. But- Maybe you should piggyback this project.
1: <laughs> Come see my movie; it blows. <laughs> really? No. Oh my goodness! But, uh, <laughs> I didn't know about that one either. That's so uh, yeah. Um, pretty
0: funny. I I always love uh, the the perverted nature of some people out there. Like I mean, everybody's got a business and everybody's got a gimmick, and someone out there has found a niche. Now there is if you've ever walked into an adult store there are there there are products everywhere and in fact I, I don't even think i don't even know what's happened to my search engine because i definitely don't go looking for these things but you see ads for it all the time depending on what pages and stuff you go on to and um <laughs> there are uh, i'm pretty sure there are there are things out there that i i feel like we are becoming so disconnected as a society that we don't even want company, you know, like ah, people just complicate things, right?
1: Yeah, give me that AI. Right? And everything is okay.
0: <laughs> give me that weird silicon sleeve robot. It'll be good.
1: <laughs> right. But I need the name of the scientist because mine broke. Right. Need... <laughs> what what would the warranty be like on that thing? <laughs> <laughs> exactly <laughs> right well, um there yeah.
0: are there are some really interesting videos of this this machine uh the prototype of the machi- this machine out there um that really? is uh that it, it's quite quite interesting but it, it's just another silicone vinyl machine i mean the only difference is like this is this is essentially kind of like a vibrator for men right uh um, oh, yeah right yeah, I don't know. I, they, I mean, I'm, I, I'm sure that this thing will end up being a lot cheaper than the the real life sex dolls out there, which apparently are extremely popular. So, um, maybe, oh, yeah. maybe this is the way to go. I don't know. Oh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I, mean, I often feel like, yeah, I often feel like they maybe I missed the boat. Maybe the the things I've thought of of making are are clearly not what people want. <laughs> uh,
1: what is he? What is he? Uh, I'm afraid to ask the question because what if Which you might infer from it, but what is he selling these things for?
0: (laughs) Totally what it sounds like. (laughs) He just wants to sell it as the ultimate (laughs) dick-sucking machine. I don't don't know. Apparently, he's looking partners to put partners out of
1: business. (laughs) Oh, I guess so. I mean, I don't know. I'm just curious. And do these scientists, I mean, maybe they want to remain anonymous because they actually have, like, peer-reviewed journals that they put out there of, you know, other scientific... (laughs) Real science. about a
0: dick-sucking machine. <laughs> or or the fact that they were sequestered watching 109 hours of pornography. <laughs> oh, yeah. Imagine um,
1: that. that.
0: That's, uh, I, I don't think anybody has ever offered to pay me to watch pornography for 109 hours, let alone $30,000. Let me tell you, I would yeah, take right. the $30,000 to watch 109 hours of pornography. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: that, right?
0: That sounds like a no-brainer. <laughs> yeah,
1: look
0: in. Yeah, so, yeah,
1: uh, exactly. wow. No freaks in the room. Yeah,
0: exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, and then it kind of puts of... You in, into question uh, the 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 type of pornography, um, because oh yeah, right. I mean, they mm. they had made mention at this point where they they were calculating women, but what if people prefer men? Right? I mean, what if it's a completely different algorithm? Yeah. So I, I feel like maybe he's uh, he's 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 shortcoming his product already. Right. Maybe if you right. invested sixty thousand dollars he would have got double the amount of uh, data, so <laughs> possibly
1: with
0: with a switch that tells you which gender you want to go towards. <laughs> <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> right. Oh my goodness.
1: <laughs> that's that's funny.
0: <laughs> so Dina, uh you have so many film and television pieces under your belt that clearly I wasn't able to even touch base on on the things mm-hmm. that you've done. Um, I, I think we'd be here probably all night if I had to go through the entire list. You did? I I can't remember when when I looked at your IMDb. Uh, so for people who want to know a little bit more, they can jump to your IMDb profile. Uh, but did I read that right. you'd started around 2003?
1: No, my first uh, film was in 96.
0: Oh, 96. Okay. Um yeah. Wow. What... I
1: was doubling John Leguizamo. I doubled John Leguizamo on a movie that he was doing in North Carolina. Oh, the right body on. Body Count. That was my first. Yeah. Prior to that, I was doing thrill shows at racetracks and live mm-hmm. shows at Wild West towns in New England. Okay. But,
0: yeah. Jo- John Leguizamo was one of those characters that uh, I remember growing up and and watching him do a lot of the the um, kind of the, the the regular ridiculous comedy like the the fart jokes and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Um, but then when he did. Uh, I think it was Tu Wong Fu. Um, thanks for everything, Julian Newmar. Did I realize how versatile of an actor he was when he played a drag queen?
1: Oh yeah, and I and I thought,
0: that. yeah, and I thought, wow. Here I thought this guy was a bit of an annoying joke, considering he did a movie called The Jerk, right, where he was, uh, or The Pest, where he was literally as annoying uh, as you could possibly get. <laughs> and uh, and I was just like, oh, I don't know if I can stand this guy. And then when I saw that movie, I thought, wow, this guy actually has a lot of acting talent behind him. Um, so, yeah, he uh, does. And then he's, he's really grown. Too. Yeah, he's really grown from that. So yeah. uh, it was always a, a pleasure when you see some of these these actors and they they change things. So um,
1: yeah.
0: I, now I have to admit, I don't think I've seen Body Count, um, but uh, it definitely sounds interesting. It ving-
1: yeah, it had. David Caruso, Ving Rhames, Linda Fiorentino. It wasn't a big big budget thing, but it was okay. it was just a violent bank, uh, I think it was a bank robbery. Uh, okay. But it uh, was so long ago. Was...
0: Well, that's okay. A lot of people like to go back and lo- watch some of those classics, right? Yeah. Yeah, like Yeah. A, a good nothing beats a good old violent shoot 'em up
1: kind of movie. Exactly.
0: Yeah. For sure.
1: And uh yeah, a lot of TV shows was what we were on, and like I, you might not think there was any action on Dawson's Creek or One Tree Hill, but there was there was a little bit. And for the few of us that lived in Wilmington, North Carolina, we got to we got to work on it and make good money. And yeah, get on TV shows and lower budget horror movies in the western part of the state. Yep. back in the nineties and early two thousands.
0: Yeah, call classics um, now. Yeah. Yeah, yep. It's it's always amazing, actually. Like you said, with Dawson's Creek, y- you don't think that there's a lot of uh, of room for uh, a stuntman in some of these things, but inevitably, yeah. at some point, someone gets hit, they fall off something. There's a a, a car chase scene or something, yeah, and, and they don't realize yep. that's that's when you come in.
1: Yeah, or yeah. like in one scene, I forgot what part part of a building caught fire. They were inside trying to get out. I mean. There was doubles there. There was fire safety there. You know to keep everything safe. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah,
0: it, it's it's interesting because um, I think so. As I mentioned earlier, like you're you're like the unsung heroes of movies, right? And um, I think only recently or only now are, are stunt actors actually starting to get a little bit more recognition for what they do, uh, and and maybe that's just because. Movies are becoming so intense now, with a lot of special effects, um, with the ideas, especially with a lot of these superhero movies, that um, yeah. they're they're much more intense um, displays of uh, you know acrobatics and and um, and hits that that you just wouldn't probably or people just didn't attempt back then. Maybe we just didn't have the
1: equipment. Right, they got a lot of uh, safety devices and place and the wire work is the big thing mm-hmm. right now where you know the 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 stunt rigger and and the, working with the coordinator stunt coordinator they can design a piece of action and have this guy you know on top of a balcony and and get kicked or whatever by somebody else and land on a, a table like 13 feet down below and 20 feet away mm-hmm. they can place him right on it now with the, with the technology and equipment that
0: they have yeah so. it's, it's literally almost down to a science in many ways and it's not to say that you don't have the risk uh the risk is always there right. i mean you hear about uh a lot of um stunt performers that uh either have uh accidents or severed limbs or even t- fatalities from from a lot of these pieces still
1: yeah i mean um i'm i'm maybe it's because I'm in my 50s, but I, uh, I'm i a big fan of the action of the 70s and, and 80s when it was done practically. Mm-hmm. You know, I think a lot of the uh, the, the safety t- stuff that we have in place now in the technology definitely allows stunts to be done um, safer, but, it, you know, it takes away, I think, a little bit of the skill that the performer needs. You mm-hmm. know, some, back when they used to do high falls into airbags. Yeah well you need that you need to have good body control yeah and act accurate in your landing and how you land and that big bag catches you and mm-hmm. you know if you hit it wrong you're going to go down to the ground um nowadays you're on you're, you're on a wire and they just they just drop you and they can take you out the you wire down. yeah and yeah CG out the wire yeah it still looks cool i think a free falling body looks a little bit better than the wire but that's just maybe because Of my age I don't know Um, but we we do you know the Screen Actors Guild they have an award for um, best stunt ensemble Mm -hmm. best uh, the TV Emmys have one for best stunt coordinator but they still haven't given the Oscar the Academy still hasn't given an Oscar to any stunt coordinator for best action director anything like that they just seem to refuse to to want to do it some of the big big names in the industry have been trying, I think, since '85, yep. to try to get the uh, academy to at least recognize action coordinators, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. but we're still striking out there. There's, there's Maybe a petition
0: out right now, isn't there? To, to try to get I it. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think there was. I think one. I signed that. Every year. Yeah. I think. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I, I every, truly every believe year that. One. Yeah. You know, you, you see, it, it really bothers me, actually. So. There are tons of big name actors out there who are getting paid millions and millions of dollars for a film, but not, very few of them actually perform perform their own stunts. And and then you 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 put a, someone in like like you who has to risk their life sometimes to pull off some of these spectacular stunts. You're not getting paid millions and millions of dollars to do this, no. right? right? Um right. And I feel like it's very unfair. Uh, if you if you think about the amount of of time and danger and everything that you put into it, that you don't get paid nearly as much. And I know when you sign up for a job, a job is a job. Um, but clearly, at very minimum, you guys should get the recognition on these big end movies, and uh, and that's why I feel that it should be in the Oscars. Yeah, and I don't I don't
1: I don't know why there's a bunch of people. There's a bunch of opinions out there, like the you know actors you know even though people know that stunt doubles exist mm-hmm. i mean actors still want the illusion you know to be there that it's him doing it and maybe by i don't know giving them an oscar it doesn't make sense to me i just mm-hmm. think that uh i've i've stunt coordinated too and there's um there's a lot on the plate for a stunt coordinator i get some friends of mine that coordinate and their tv shows and things move quickly in, in tv shows mm-hmm. and um you know sometimes they're getting just a few hours sleep because they got to be on top of so many different aspects of not just designing the stunt breaking down script hiring the personnel you know being in contact with all the other department heads on uh, a yeah. uh, film production and um uh you know i see oftentimes it's just exhaustion there and there's yeah. There's very little recognition or even respect. I think, I think respect is the main issue. I don't know yeah. why, but I just think even though the stunt guys, we've known stunt people now since the seventies, you know, stunt person exists mm. prior to that. They weren't even getting credits, yep. but, um, uh, I, I don't know. I mean, we should never be looked at as if we're just, you know, dummies that just like to, to take risks that yeah. are unnecessary and foolish. We're not. I mean, the, the like the calculation, the planning, the the mindset is almost that of an athlete. Sometimes going yeah. to a football game or, or some such thing, it's a lot. That's
0: well, true. I, I mean, think you have it's to be in good shape to do it. So, right. Yeah.
1: So I think it's a lot more complex than a lot of people in in Hollywood, the big wigs and whatnot really yeah. think or want to admit.
0: Well, and yeah. as you're saying, with even as a coordinator who who's you know, doing a, a 20-hour day of, of work and making sure everything's prepped and everything. Here's a gentleman who, who cannot, or or a, a lady who cannot afford to be exhausted when it comes yeah. time to shoot. Everything has to pull right. off. Like, I mean, even a, a moment's hesitation will make a difference on a shot. It could be losing money. It could be someone's life. Um, right. So you're, you're right. There just isn't a lot of respect out there. And, um, I mean, truly... There, there's CG, and CG can only go so far with things. And then there's the stuntmen yeah. who truly bring everything together and make it look so real. So yeah. I, I feel like this is this is the point where, really, I mean, I I, I don't want to be. I, I guess a, a jerk to the Hollywood industry out there, especially if, if I ever have to hope and have more guests on the show. But I right. do feel right. like there needs to be more respect. There needs to be more pay. Uh, you guys really should be on par in in many ways. Um, and I know that they, they film and they do uh, probably more time on stage or on screen uh, versus versus a stunt here and a stunt there. But it's not to say that right. the amount of time and calculations and everything is, is, is on par of what they do.
1: Yeah, I mean, we also have to keep in mind that when when the people pay the money they go in, in the theater to watch a movie, you know, they're, they're not – even though they like the action in it, they're primarily going because they like the, the star that's in it. That's yeah. really who's putting people in the seats. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, I, I get that. I'm not – you know, I'm, I don't – I just love doing what I do, and I wanted to do it ever since I was 12 years old and coming from Rhode Island where there was nothing filming and not knowing where to go from there mm-hmm. I um uh it took me almost 9 years to get my screen actors guild card you know and then mm-hmm. another I'd say another 5 years after that to actually make a comfortable living for a single guy yeah um so it's a, it was a long road for me and and well worth it I just I like I love doing it and um I I don't need to do it for any other reason than the fact that I get a lot of joy out of doing it and entertaining um, awards and accolades don't really mean much to me. Yeah. But uh, there's some guys that, uh, um, you know, have done some phenomenal stunts and they are just, you know, not recognized for it.
0: Yeah. For they're sure.
1: recognized by their peers, but they're not recognized by Hollywood. And like I yeah. said, I think it's a, in my opinion, it's a lack of respect because we're probably still viewed as if just gung ho um, daredevils. You yeah. know, there's a difference between a daredevil and a stuntman.
0: For sure. Yeah.
1: So,
0: now, I have to ask you because you were talking about this is uh, something you've wanted to do since you were quite young. Have you ever watched the old TV series, The Fall Guy, with Lee Majors?
1: Oh, yeah. Was yep.
0: Was that one of the things that was kind of like a, an influence that made you want to become a stunt performer?
1: You no. Know, prior to that, when I was really little, uh, Evil Knievel was doing his, his stuff, and he mm-hmm. was a daredevil but he was jumping that heavy motorcycle. That was like just phenomenal to me. I had the evil Knievel toys and everything. But in 78, yeah, in 78, um, Burt Reynolds uh, came out with a movie called Hooper about a Hollywood stuntman. And it was directed by a famous Hollywood stuntman, Hal Needham. And it was about stuntmen. It had a bunch of stunts in it. I I had asked my father to take us kids, me and my three siblings to go see it and you know he didn't know what it was about he didn't know it was rated r i didn't know what rated r was either <laughs> you know as, a, as an 11 year old yeah uh, i'm going on 12 but we went and i don't think my siblings really cared for it my father definitely didn't he's like what kind of movie are you making us see here <laughs> like he all it, especially when the topless lady jumped out of the cake yeah as a gift to the to the director i didn't know i'm, I'm this 11 year old oh my god those boobs you, know? <laughs> you and, just uh, came
0: for the stunt. Uh, you stayed for the boobs. <laughs>
1: I, I can't, uh, but it was a stunt that impressed me more. <laughs> so, uh, it was after that. I said At I least you had your priorities straight. Yeah, exactly. This is what I got yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. to do for a living. So. <laughs> yeah.
0: That's amazing. Yep. Uh, now, you just finished up uh some pretty anticipated movies. Uh, you did uh, Dor- Georgetown Project with Russell Crowe. And yeah I've,
1: I had uh, but I you know like this is another thing about stunt guys I mean sometimes we're sometimes we're cast and and our amount of work is like one day or okay. two days, yep you know we don't we don't stay on for the whole length of the of the show we we're we're called it, you know as we're needed mm-hmm. and so yeah i had I had uh, I caught the second to the last day of film, and I finally got on that one okay one, a day, and then with uh, Russell Crowe.
0: and then you also had the new Halloween movie with Anthony Michael Hall.
1: Yeah, yeah. yeah,
0: and and then the one I'm I'm super stoked about when it comes out, uh, which is Free Guy with Ryan Reynolds. Oh yeah, and and this is one for our our listeners. Uh, if you haven't seen the trailer for it, you really have to check it out. Uh, it's basically about a bank teller that realizes he's actually a non playable character in a brutal open world video game, and uh, and he decides to to kind of change his fate and uh, become someone more active in the game. Uh, It looks super, super fun. It is truly stuntman central in in this film by the looks of it. So um, I I, I would imagine that was probably quite an an interesting film to work on.
1: Yeah, again, that was another one that um, I I only worked, you know, a day on, Mm -hmm. Um, but it was for the driving sequence okay, and and all that. And uh, it was... um,
0: give a little heads-up to our, our, our listeners who eventually want to go see this. I guarantee you most of our listeners will, based on our demographic. <laughs> we'll,
1: we'll can't yeah, wait well, to see I this. Mean, like you said about the trailer, I mean, it really, it, really looks, it looks good. And Chris O'Hara was the stunt coordinator, second unit director, and he's, he's good at what he does. He's a good guy, and, you know, much gratitude for him even finding me a spot, you know, mm. in that. But uh, there's a lot of action on it.
0: Yeah, for oh, wow. sure. It it looks like it's jam packed with action. So uh uh I can imagine like even though you you, you say you've done a day on it, um I, I would imagine based on what I've seen that was a pretty intense day of, of work.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. Um it's a lot of driving. Yeah, for sure. Now what kind of uh workout or regime do you have to, to do to ensure that you're still in peak physical condition for these stunts?
1: Um I think uh, it's been a while for me because I had a few injuries. I had a uh, back operation, um, had a fusion done on my spine okay. like back in 2015. So I was out of commission mm-hmm. for about a year or so. And then I got back into it, and then a year later I separated my shoulder. And, you know, as a 50-year-old, a 53, healing takes a lot longer than it does at 23. Yeah, a little and, longer um, So I've gotten away, but, I mean, just um, – just your basic workout routine. I mean, a lot of guys, they'll train, they'll practice fighting, they'll practice with, uh, disarming weapons and they'll practice with their movements with weapons because Mm -hmm. Hollywood wants wants everything technical. Yep. Um, now, and, uh, but you know, I usually try to get on a trampoline because I think body control is so important Mm -hmm. to, uh, what we do, body awareness and all that. So it was a lot of trampoline, a lot of cardio to keep the, uh, Keep the weight down. Um, as you get older, you find out that you're not really getting called for doubling a lot because mm-hmm. it's a lot of young young kids, and so you you get those spots of driving or utility or mm-hmm. assisting the riggers and things like that. Yeah. Um, but still, I yeah. mean, you're
0: but you have to remember a lot of the actors are also starting to get older as well, right? So depending on the film they start yeah. doing, they're going to still need people that are are aging at the same time with them. So and right. and most people. Uh, you know, you if you've got the talent and and they shoot the camera angles right, they just you know lighten up your hair for for a, for a piece, right? Or yeah. you shave your hair yeah. off for a piece. Um,
1: yeah. The, the surprising thing nowadays, and I think it's a time issue, is like they don't want to have to. Um, if they kind of you know, once upon a time they would rig the person, they would put makeup on, they would make the person match the actor, even if he didn't. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. Now they're trying to go for the closest possible double so they don't have to spend time in the hair and makeup chair because the hair and makeup people have so many people, Mm -hmm. you know, to sit in their chair and get ready for the production shoot. So, you know, they do uh, some, some shows will do it, but other shows, a lot of it, it's like, well, you know, find the, Best possible double, even facially,
0: Make, makes you wonder what's the lazier method, right? Trying to find an, an, a a stunt double that can know, actually right? do the work, or you spend days trying to cast the right stunt double.
1: <laughs> yeah, or you get hit with you get hit with the situation. If you're a coordinator, it's like, no, we need a we need a we need a better double. Okay, we'll have to fly somebody in. No, we don't have the money to fly them in. So <laughs> what? <laughs> right. Then, then what are we supposed to do? I mean, those are some of the you know, it's still a great business are in and there's a lot of creative people and they're good to work with but you know it's like any other job you're, you're met with resistance here and there there's budgetary concerns mm-hmm. and and whatnot
0: yeah for sure it, it's yeah it's quite amazing um sometimes the mentality behind it like i, I understand uh, a lot of the times uh it used to be they just needed someone with the right build and and right. they they'd hit the right camera angles and you would never know. And and it's truly very very rarely unless you're looking back at like, you know, 50s and 60s stuntmen um where it clearly was someone different. Um nowadays you <laughs> just can't tell.
1: Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean um and and they they cut things so quickly, you know, you it's like the way they shoot now, it's mm-hmm. um a lot of coverage and a lot of cameras and a lot of cuts and so they can they can hide any sins <laughs> you yep. know that's for sure as far as like oh we kind of saw his face over there okay well we'll cut here and we'll show this from this camera yeah but we don't see it
0: yeah just just change yeah. the angle ever so slightly
1: yeah exactly
0: perfect so uh we're going to jump into the the next segment of our show and it's called the uh, rapid fire questions rapid fire questions <laughs> For our listeners out there who are just joining us, uh, rapid-fire questions. I'm going to ask uh, Dino 20 quick questions, and all you have to do is just give me the first thing that comes to your mind. It doesn't matter if it's ridiculous. All right. You ready? Boy. <laughs> yeah. No no pressure. <laughs> uh, <laughs> okay. Here we go. Favorite movie of all time? Cooper. Uh, favorite Marvel character? I'll
1: say... Uh. uh... I'll say Iron Man.
0: Okay. Uh, favorite
1: food? Uh, chicken Parmesan.
0: Mm, favorite book?
1: That would be C.S. Lewis' Mere Christianity.
0: Mm. Uh, favorite DC character? Batman. A Favorite song from the past year?
1: Uh, Volbeats' Seal the Deal.
0: Oh, right on. Uh, Name an actor that you would love to double. Al Pacino. Ooh, that's a good choice. Uh, Beer, scotch, or wine? Wine. Uh, PC or Mac? Mac. Uh, Have you ever taken a hit to the groin? Yes. Uh, Poutine or fish and chips? What's the options? A poutine or a fish and chips? Do do you know what a poutine is? No. Uh, That is French fries that's covered in cheese curd and then smothered in gravy. (laughs)
1: Sorry. I'm going to say fish and chips even though I hate fish. Okay.
0: (laughs) You can split the difference and just go with the fries. (laughs)
1: Exactly, I
0: guess. An iPhone or Android? iPhone. A Metallica or ACDC? Metallica. Handshake or fist bump. Handshake. Weirdest secret talent.
1: Weirdest secret talent. I guess it's um, jeez. I I don't really have one. I guess uh, I'm a good pratfaller. Okay. Know a Buster Keaton? I could pretty much mimic some of his movements.
0: <laughs> I just unintentionally dislocate shoulders whenever I need to. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah um, exactly. Yeah. Uh Top director that you'd love to work with?
1: Uh, I already did. Steven Spielberg.
0: Oh, wonderful! Uh, that's always good when you, you you've already accomplished the ones that you need to. <laughs> Have you ever yeah. peed on something public? Yes. Uh worst fear.
1: Public speaking.
0: Ah. Boxers or briefs? <laughs> uh, uh boxers. Uh the favorite podcast you've been on in the last twelve hours?
1: Uh this one. Hey.
0: Wonderful. We gotta slip that last one in. It should should be a gimme. Yeah. <laughs> Um, so we have a question for you from our past guest. Uh, it was writer Jeff Dales. Uh, he has a question for you, and it is, what roles would you like to take that you haven't had a chance yet outside of stunt work?
1: What roles? Mm-hmm. Oof. Outside of stunt work.
0: Yeah. Have you ever just wanted to be like, nah, forget it. I'm I'm gonna direct this or you're gonna turn around and say, you know what, I'm still gonna be the lead actor on this. And the best part is you can always do your own stunts.
1: Well, um I would say direct um something that I wrote. Okay. And, uh, which I'm getting into. But um yeah, that would be the other thing. Now at my age. I mean I would have never thought about doing this, but now um that I'm my age and I have you know, an eight year old and mm-hmm. I gotta think of you know, stunts I'm not gonna be able to do forever. I'll still go after the coordinating jobs, but there's a lot of competition out there, so Yeah. Um there's no guarantee in this business. But if I can independently produce and direct my own thing, yeah. then uh that's the next stage.
0: I gotta admit I, I I'm almost envious of your son. I I mean to 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 have a dad who's in the in the the movie industry and doing stunts, I mean he gets to see this back you know, behind the scene thing, so yeah, yeah, you know, like he could be like, "Hey, my dad did that movie. Uh, his, see that well, scene. That was my dad. Too. Oh, that's even better. That's fantastic. <laughs>
1: his mom does it too. Yeah.
0: Wow. That's. I mean, he's got to be. You could just kind of carry him around to set to
1: set. Yeah. If I ha- when I ha- when I have him with me, if I'm working on, like when I was working on Eastbound and Down, he was just a little baby, maybe a year and a half, two years old. I took him to set. Um. On then. But then, but you know, he's here in Florida and you know, he, he gets to see the Disney show a oh, lot. Oh, excellent! Often loves that Indiana Jones show.
0: Hey, I was just down there with my kids just this uh, just the past oh, year. Were you? Yeah, yeah you, you know what? I probably and we actually did see the, the, the Indiana Jones set. That That's oh, wow. fantastic. You might, yeah.
1: his mother. you might have seen his mother who plays what? Marion
0: on that show. Oh, that's that's amazing. Yeah, we probably did. Yeah. Oh, wow small world it's so amazing <laughs> yeah did um did now did you want to uh, pitch anything that you're working on right now or uh websites social medias anything like that
1: um yeah my my short film is a, is a horror thing i'll just speak quickly quickly sure. on. it's called mercy it's basically a supernatural kind of entity type of uh um horror so Excellent. it's not like the, the slasher one really
0: yeah
1: and um <clears throat> i would guess i don't like I can send you the link to the Facebook page.
0: Yeah, we'd have to um, post that up on if, our guest section.
1: Yeah, if you go to Facebook and you just type in Mercy, all capital letters, you'll see you'll see an image come up—a black and white photo of a of a girl on a beach um, in a long white dress or whatever. Okay, and um, that's the one that you can click and read and if you go to the link there's a funding page link but that really that, that's the link that tells a story okay a little bit about what we're trying to do wonderful but
0: for all our yeah, listeners who cool. are interested in being part of something spectacular you can uh, jump over and uh um you know put a little uh funding in to to dino's project and uh, get a chance to uh to be part of something uh it's, it's not like this is uh Technically, Dino's first uh, rodeo. He's uh, been doing stunt work and everything for quite some time, so you know it's gonna it's gonna be good. Yeah,
1: for yeah. sure.
0: Excellent, wonderful. Well, uh, if anybody wants to get a chance to to look that up, they can check it out on our uh, on our website under our guest page. Just look up uh, uh, Dino, and uh, we will uh, put any links that uh, he wants to send through, and you can check it out. Appreciate it. Perfect. Well, thank you very much for taking some time out of your busy day. I'm, I, it sounds like it's been a bit of a long one for you, and uh, we do always yeah. appreciate you coming on the show. Uh, we'd love to maybe uh, swoop around back with you at some point and uh, see how things are going and how, the, uh, how the, the project's going.
1: That would be great. Wonderful. I appreciate my time with
0: you. Excellent. Well, thank you. We had a wonderful time, and I uh, hope you have a wonderful evening.
1: All right. You too. Thanks.
0: Thank you. Take care. So this is a good time for us to pitch our social media. You could get us on our website. Thefap.ca. On uh, Twitter. Is thefap4. You can get us on Instagram. Is the Podcast. Don't forget our Facebook. The freaking awesome podcast. And uh, you can always reach out via email. Thefappodcast at gmail.com. I'm on the air. We on the air. We got this podcast. Ah oh, not again. Pocket sweet. <laughs>